Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Ever wish you had a guide to get going with the real estate investment trusts you've heard a lot about, but you're not quite sure how to get started with? And of course, you want REITs that bring you good dividends, but how do you screen for those? I'm going to look at what you need to know before you buy your first REIT, how to screen REITs for profit, and how to navigate your REIT's journey for long-term success. Joining me is Kelvin Sito. He's co-author of Value Investing, Expand Your Circle of Competence, which is a good book to pick up. Kelvin, thank you for being here. So today we're going to cover a REITs 101 crash course. We want the listener to understand what a REIT is, how it works, and why they should be invested in the first place when it comes to investing in REITs. So first up, Kelvin, I have to start with a what is the REIT? Because we've done shows where halfway we realize people don't understand what we're talking about. So what is a REIT? Hey, Michelle, I'm really excited to be here. And that's actually a very excellent question. So a REIT is uh, essentially what we call the Real Estate Investment Trust. So you got that absolutely right. If you strip it down, all the technical stuff, it's really about a group of investors coming together, pulling their millions of dollars together and purchasing uh, multiple uh, properties. And subsequently, uh, these properties uh, could be shopping malls, could be uh, office complex, could be uh, even hospitals. And they will start collecting rental from their tenant. And after collecting all this uh, rental, guess what? They actually distribute maybe uh, 90% to 100% to its original owners who invested into the property. So it's actually that simple. Okay, simple for you. For the listener, I have to let you know that Kelvin achieved financial independence when he was 24 through investing, which he taught him. Himself. So, might seem simple to him, may not be so simple to the rest of us. Let's go with a commonly asked question, Kelvin. I hear you can own multiple properties under $300, that being Singapore dollars. How do you do that? Well, I, I think um, you can actually do it through investing in REITs. Okay, so REITs, for example, we talk about a common uh, shopping mall that we know. Uh, perhaps you talk about Raffles uh, City, you talk about Tampanese Mall, uh, perhaps even talking about Budok Mall or Junction 8. These malls are actually owned by one common entity, which is Capital Mall Trust, and it is a REIT itself. So think about it. Every single time um, if you actually shop, you are actually contributing to the tenant, and the tenant will actually pay the rental to the REIT owner. So if you think that, hey, uh, Junction 8 is a good mall to own, or you think that, hey, uh, Budok Mall is a good mall to own, you could actually go to buy um, 100 shares of Capital Land Mall Trust. That would only cost you about $245. And you see, just at a very low amount of money, at $245, you are actually ineffectively uh, actually owning multiple properties. And when all these tenants start to pay their rental every month, uh, is actually all put together and eventually all this rental that's being collected will be distributed to you every quarterly. That sounds good. Tell me another common question is what is the difference between a REIT and a trust? You mentioned Capital Mall Trust. Exactly. Okay, so um, this is something that uh, for all the listeners out there, this is really important. A REIT is required to distribute like 90% of its income. All right. So in a way, you are protected because whatever that they have earned from the tenant, they have to distribute out to you so they can't keep a big chunk of it. Whereas if you are buying into a trust, I think the concern is that they are not obliged to give 90% of the distribution income uh, to you. 
So if you would really uh, want to buy uh, for dividend purpose to collect a passive income, I would strongly advise you to buy a REIT and not a trust and because it's much safer and you can be assured that you are actually getting uh, your passive income on a quarterly basis. Kelvin, when it comes to managing REITs, is it difficult? Is it time-consuming? Do you need someone to help you manage your REITs? For many people, REITs may seem a bit daunting, but it's really uh, very simple and intuitive because unlike businesses whereby it could be very complex, you have sales marketing, you have global expansion, you have products or, or whatnot, right? But when you look at a REITs, essentially it's just a group of properties and every month they collect rental income from their tenant. So it's actually a fairly simple structure. And I guess if we would really want to do more work on understanding whether a REIT is performing well or not, um, one of the simplest things that you could do is to um, go to a REIT website, uh, find out what are the properties that the REIT is owning, and really go to the mall itself. So for example, um, I live in Tampines, and I frequent Tampines Mall quite often. So do I. Yeah, so you know, for me, I know that Tampines Mall is very crowded. And when it's crowded, I know for sure that the tenants are making good money. And as long as the tenants are making good money, they have the ability to pay rental. And as long as the rental is being collected, if I am the REIT holder of maybe a Tampines Mall, I'll be assured that the money is definitely coming in every quarterly and the money is unlikely to see a drop in it. Remind us of how much in terms of percentage of taxable income a REIT is required to distribute. A REIT is uh, required to distribute uh, 90% of their income to you. but uh, when To you, shareholders. To the, to the shareholders, correct. But if you receive uh, dividends, uh, well, in Singapore, we are pretty lucky. We do not have to pay taxes on our dividends. We do not have to pay taxes on our capital appreciation as well. How can an investor choose a good REIT manager if they think, okay, I, I need someone to help me assess, keep track of my REITs? What should be, they be looking out for? Well, I, I guess a REIT manager is uh, essential because uh, ultimately they are the ones that are managing the property. They will try to maximize your returns by buying good properties uh, to enhance the returns that you will get. We really have to look at their track record and tenure. You do not really want to uh, have a REIT manager that purchase properties at very high prices or sell existing properties at very low prices. Are there REITs that are more recession-proof than others? Yeah, Michelle. So um, there are some REITs that are more recession-proof. So just give you some uh, the uh, listeners a broad stroke of what are the different kind of REITs. So you have industrial, you have healthcare, you have commercial, you have hospitality and uh, retail. So I, I guess, you know, in my personal opinion, I I think that the industrial and commercial REITs are the two of the riskiers mm. because uh, when it comes to economic downturn, companies may close down un- Unfortunately, so warehouse could be uh, vacant, um, certain uh, office space could be vacant as well. So what it means is that the income that the mall owner is going to collect is much lesser. So that will actually impact you if you're owning some of the properties um, in the area. What am I actually buying if I buy into a healthcare REIT like Parkway REIT or Glen Eagles, Mount Elizabeth? So uh, there's this REIT that uh, a lot of Singaporeans really like. It's called a Parkway uh, REIT. Mm-hmm. So Parkway REIT uh, consists of several properties, but more of the common ones that we know are Mount Elizabeth, Glen Eagles. So to me, I find it uh, to be a very safe REIT because regardless of uh, economic conditions, uh, it's human nature to still fall sick and we still need to see doctor once in a while. 
and people still do give birth, right? So hospitals will always see a constant demand uh, for their services. And hence, um, you know, hospitals will not be affected during crisis and they will still be in a position to continue paying rental. Mm. So if today I'm owning maybe Parkway Live Read, I will never be worried if today I'm going to collect lesser dividends uh, on a quarterly basis because I know this read is going to be very safe. But there's one more read that I really like as well. It's uh, what I call the retail read. So if I talk to you about um, this company called uh, Fraser Center Point um, uh, Trust, they own very um, good heartland malls such as uh, UT Point, uh, Causeway Point, and Bulldog Point as well. And all these um, shopping malls, you know, the way I think about it, even during crisis, people will still have to go out to enjoy themselves, to maybe spend some money. And Heartland Mall tends to be very resilient even during a downturn. So to keep it really short, I think you go for the retail REITs and also healthcare REITs. Those are better options and I think you can sleep uh, more peacefully at night. <laughs> so you're a value investor. You know, when it comes to retail REITs and malls and revenue, you make a very good point that people need to spend money. You know, to feel good, you go to a mall and you have dinner, it's a celebration. But, you know, if you think long-term and holding it long-term, we're seeing more people move away from brick and mortar, buying online, right? Not really shopping as much as they used to. Is that something a REIT investor in malls should be thinking about? I, I think that's a valid point. And uh, REIT managers uh, tend to be uh, more proactive. They actually are very forward-looking. So some of the malls that we see... Um, I think they move away from uh, services. Uh, they are more focusing on F&B. So today, um, I guess there's a, just a different feeling from eating at home and eating out with a group of friends. So they are actually adjusting their tenant profile to be one that is more resilient. For example, some malls, they actually do away with, with electronics. Uh, I mean, tenants that are in the electronic space because they feel that um, if the tenant is not good, uh, eventually they move out of the shopping mall. They actually put more F&B uh, tenant because those are more resilient and people still have celebrations, birthday parties and and these are really uh, occasions to celebrate and these are um, you know, F&B are places where you go to uh, to celebrate as well. Kelvin, how are the interests of REITs really safeguarded? Well, I guess uh, uh, REITs are actually um, pretty much protected. So for example, MAS, which is a Monetary Authority of Singapore, actually stepped in with a law that says that, hey, a REIT couldn't borrow more than 45% of the total assets. So you can be assured that a REIT will never be in a position where um, it's taking up too much debt to buy properties. So the properties are all purchased with a very reasonable amount of debt. Um, not excessive debt. And I guess one of the things that I want to mention over here is that a REIT actually is managed by a few entities, but I just want to talk about two very important entities over here. Number one is the property manager and number two is the trustee. So as you guess, a property manager manager does uh, a very important things such as maintenance of the mall, the ensure is clean, you know, and also collecting uh, the rental um, income as well. But trustee actually um, is also very important because they are the ones that uh, ensure that the REIT structure is being um, is being uh, met. So, for example, if you have certain laws, certain regulations that a REIT structure has to be complied with, you know, a trustee does that on the behalf of all the shareholders. So that's how I think the interest of uh, um, you know shareholders of a REIT is safeguarded. He's Kelvin Sito. I'm Michelle Martin. Thanks for your company. Before acting on the information on Money FM. 
please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.